This is the Rev Thinking Podcast. Insights and conversation between creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. This topic by itself, I could probably at any given point say, Joel, talk about someone's genius and we'd have nine hours of content uh, very easily. Um, sure. But the, the reason I chose this one this week is, you know, we've been traveling a lot. Um, we feel very lucky to travel, but the, really the purpose of the travel is there's been two, two and a half years since we've really done outreach and met people face to face. And our community has grown in the last couple of years. And we've had really a big interruption of those face to face meetings, the cohorts, the conferences. So you and I have decided to make it a priority for the last month and a half or so to say, let's get out there and make introductions to New, new agencies we haven't seen face-to-face. So it sounds like you're enjoying it. I'm very much enjoying the process myself too. Well, I think um, it has been awesome and it's been great to spend time with people face-to-face. I've been to a bunch of different European countries, but I think it's safe to say the highlight was Belgrade where we, when we were in Serbia with, I think it was about 20 or 20 some odd agency owners. And of course the people in Serbia were going through this process we call jumpstart which is going through these six topics to help push them to the next level in business and it was a really fun experience because they were so hungry and what they were so willing to like debate us and interrupt us and challenge us right yeah and you know it is so funny because i think we are we basically you know move that intellectual furniture we start rearranging it and there is a level of excitement and discomfort at the same time, right? Because it's, it's so exciting because you know you're on the right path. It's uncomfortable because you don't know where to sit anymore. Things have changed and you have to kind of work with it. Um, and I find this, and, and this is not even just with the Belgrade people, but the other conversations I'm, ha- I'm having too, is that almost one of, you know, when we first introduce ourselves to a new agency, um, a new production company, it inevitably, some of the first questions they ask us is about sales and this misunderstanding, or you call it a myth that, you know, work, good work begets good work. So this catch 22 problem of like, hey, you know, how do I get myself out there? How can I do that? Because no client has chosen to give me good work. So I can't put good work on my website, therefore I'm going to get future good work. And you really cracked the code when it comes to this genius, because as we now know, and as you express very well, good work does not come from previous good work. Good work comes from good clients, right? And so sure. great clients give you great work, and it's understanding and getting in front of that, that great client. Well, look, I'm going to say this, and this is PJ from Laundry. If he's here, he, he, he's like, Joel had better mention this. Of course, great work is critical. Like if you want to produce great work, you've got to be capable of producing great work. You need to have great work in your portfolio. But in a way, I think what we would say is that those are table stakes. That you've, if you produce great work, it's like, okay, nice. Welcome to the party. You can, you can have a conversation with somebody, but that doesn't beget more great work. It's just a ticket into the game, but it doesn't, it doesn't win the game. So there's something else, right? If you just want to produce great work and I said, go do it, what's stopping you, you would be like, oh, right. I do need better clients that are going to hand us those kinds of projects and have those kinds of problems. And then if I said, what's stopping you from better clients, 
you would say, well, I don't have this community, right? I'm not aware. I'm not top of mind. I don't have this uh, relationship with these people. So we'd say, okay, we got to build that community, but what's stopping you from that? Well, we don't stand out. We kind of look like everybody else. We don't really know how to say who we are, what we do. So then we say that's positioning. You got to have unique, awesome positioning to stand out. And then the last thing is people say, well, how do I do that? And here we are at the bottom of this stack of stuff called, well, there's this thing called genius and you'd better be focused on it. And that's what, how we stack it all back up. So we take people through this process of we're going to first figure out what your genius is and focus on it, then do positioning, then start building your community, then get those better clients and now produce great work. And you've got the thriving creative business. So that was fun walking the Serbians through that because man, we had a, we had a whole bunch of, shall we say, uh, debates and uh, argue, arguments over how to do that and what's possible, but it all starts with genius. Well, and let's, let's be clear. The argument that people are having is that they're imagining talking to one of their current clients and basically trying to change everything, uh, asking for something new, changing the type of engagement that they're doing, trying to upgrade the services that they currently provide. And a current client has they would have a struggle with you all of a sudden changing something. If you work with them a certain, for a certain amount of years and you were to dynamically change your rates, that client would have a lot of conversation with you. Or if you say, oh, we no longer provide that as a service, what we want is a value proposition out of you, the client's going to ask a lot of questions. Um, and that seems um, that upheaval with your current clients is where people start in this process of, hey, reconciling how to go from point A to point B. And that's why I think you're, um, when you say, let's start with your genius, what you're really saying is, let's start with an item that you know you can do very well, that gives you energy, that creates great work. And you can do it when you do it, 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 um, the, the, um, it increases in scale. It has a lot of volume and activity around it because your genius is attached to it. And if you pursue that genius, then the conversation you have with your client about who you actually are and what you're capable of doing comes at it very dynamically, then let me just change the service I provide for you regardless of my capacity or who I am or, or what I'm capable of doing. Yeah, so I invite anyone to, to like raise a question or drop a comment here on this because I'm going to say something somewhat controversial. You used the perfect word there, Tim, when you said service because I think where a lot of people get hung up on is they think as a creative studio agency production company that they're in the creative service business. And what I think we would submit is, no, you're in the expertise business. And when you say that, well, my clients won't let me, right? They've only paid me in this way. They've only engaged me in the past in this way. I would say that's because you've been selling services. We want you to move into selling expertise. So get out of order taker mode, get into expert mode. And then once we rearrange that mental furniture and they say, how do I do that? We say, well, clearly you're not going to build a foundation based on here are these various services I provide because everybody has those services. There's, they're, they're commodities, they're found everywhere. But if we get clear about your genius, now we're going to build an expertise. And I would simply say, genius is, are those activities 
that you do, and everybody has them, the things that bring you energy, the things that you love doing, and then most importantly, when you do those things, you produce really big results. And the people around you say, wow, Tim, Susie, Harvey, Jared, whoever, when you do that thing, man, it's amazing. And that's the foundation. And if we build on that, we're going to create an expertise that's highly sought after and really valuable and ultimately produces great work from better clients and all that good stuff. That's, that's what we want. That's the dream. Yeah. And I, as you say that, I hope that it resonates with people because the, the logic is very sound in the thought of a service-based business can only compete on the services they provide. And often as a service-based business, if that's your mentality, your competition is, is how many more services I can provide and how cheap I can provide them. Those are the only two triggers you can pull to stay competitive. Um, and what we're saying is, hey, maybe you start with your genius, you would provide less service. You, would, you wouldn't expand to all things everywhere for everyone. You would provide those items that fit within your genius that produce those results, those specific results, and allow you to grow and scale within that capability. And that now, that, that separate item from the rest of your competition is your expertise. It's the item that people can come to you, depend on you, and you always give them the results uh, they're expecting within that expertise. Yeah, and I'll say this too, because I think um, a lot of people he hear this and they start to write, they, they feel that resistance of, yeah, but my clients think of me this way and they work with us in this way. And I did this post on social. I think it was posted today by our team where I talked about people moving from charging for their time, hourly, daily, whatever, and then charging for flat bits, charging for outputs, deliverables, that kind of stuff. And the reason why it's important to do that and what I'll encourage people by saying, and I know there's a lot behind this, so I can't unpack it all right now, but I've had the experience, Tim, on multiple occasions where someone gets clear about their genius, they figure out that clear positioning, they start putting that out there and offering that expertise and having that deeper why conversation that we talk about as a creative expert. And where they go, they go from, I used to charge X and then I had this, did all these, put these things in place, had that conversation. And I, I found out the client actually had 10X budget. And I know that sounds like a, a really outlandish claim. And I wouldn't even put it out there if it was just like a once or twice anecdote, but I've seen it happen probably 15, maybe 20 times where mm -hmm. there is a, oh my gosh, I had no idea that once I use my expertise to dive into what the real problem is, the solution ended up being way more valuable and there was suddenly way more money at stake and I was able to produce really great work because when you have 10 times as much money, clearly you're going to produce something incredibly awesome. Go with me for a second here because I'm going to make a point, but I, I kind of want to know some of the details before I make the point. You've been doing Jumpstart okay. for four years now? Five, I think. Yeah. Five years. Oh, my gosh. And so in that five years, how many classes, how many different groups have gone through Jumpstart? Do you know off, off the top of your head? Yeah. So in its current form of the six-week right version, the six-week crash course accelerator, 
we are on the Oscar class. So what is that? A through O. That's about 14. So this is your 13th class. And then how many folks have gone through it or how many different agencies? Because I know sometimes there are partners that come together. We're talking the hundreds. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I stopped counting between 150 and 200. So I'm, I'm just going to say it's in the, in the range of 200. So with that body of people, what you really have in your own like, experience is, is a database of what mm-hmm. people process. A hun- the same question you've heard hundreds, now 150 times, right? Probably the same question you've heard 150 times. Could you give a sense of what, what the resistance really is? Is it the thought that I would fail at that and I'm afraid of failure, so I'm not going to move ahead um, or afraid to move ahead? Is it the, um, that I actually don't know? Um, and so I would have to actually take the Jumpstart course and the Jumpstart course allows me to say, okay, I understand this genius thing. If I discover it, what do I do next? I don't do next. Therefore, I'm not going to pursue it. But if I was taking the, the multiple week course, you kind of give someone a hope of like, let's start here. And there's obviously steps to put that in place. Um, or do you think that it's a, a um, rejection? Hey, I don't really, you know, and I would say this is why I want to know the numbers because the rejection one, I think you can say with all those numbers that people are, are afraid of rejection, but you've now done it for 150 folks and you know for certain the clients don't reject this kind of work. When you've discovered your genius, position yourself Definitely. in the marketplace and, and put yourself out there as expertise, rejection doesn't come. Actually thriving does show up. Um, but I want to know from you, like, what, what, else, what do you think people, the fear is that would uh, hold them back? I mean, part of it, I think, is what you and I were discussing when we were in Serbia. And it is this idea of, I've got a mental model that I'm so invested in. And if I find out that there's another way and it, and maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong, but there's this other way, but I'm so invested in how I've been doing it, that it would suck to find out that I've been wrong and I need to change. And I, ha- I almost feel like, oh my God, am I just going backwards? Like the last five years were a total waste. So there's a certain, like, I would rather stick on the path I know and somehow push and prove myself that I was right. You know, I was right. than risk this. I'm going to, change course. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And that, of course, what I, what I would encourage people with, with that is the idea of you can do anything for 90 days, right? Like if I tell you, Hey, try this, let's call this an experiment. Let's try this. You're not going to throw everything away. We're going to just try something for 90 days. It's amazing what you'll experience when you start shifting the mindset and then embrace a new practice. And then you say, Oh, okay. That wasn't quite as scary as I thought. Yeah, that regret, it's interesting because regret really is painful, isn't it? That saying nothing hurts more than regret is a, is a very legitimate saying because you would have to think back all the opportunity you've given up because, you know, you were stubborn or ignorant or, just, you know, whatever it was, you, you didn't have the time to pursue it. Um, but, uh, but what we also know is regret compounds itself. So you think it hurts now keep on doing what you're doing for five more years and then ask yourself the question why something hasn't changed. 
and you are you've limited the ability to get results and 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 hurting yourself even more um but it is interesting that that resistance is interesting so let me ask you i'm gonna ask you the opposite then the companies that you've worked with that are thriving what do you think made them hungry that they were willing to go through the process with you and, and do it um successfully um probably a I'm so tired of banging my head up against this ceiling of complexity, right? Like I told myself, Hey, I just need to try harder. I just need to maybe tweak this. I need to tweak that. And then like, it's one thing to do that for months. It's one thing to do it for years. I mean, my studio, when I ran it was not really doing well at all for the first seven years. And I look back now and go, man, that was a long seven years. So I find there's this, we've tried and we've tried and we've tried and we've tried and we've tried. And I just don't, I don't care anymore. Like if you have a good idea and you seem smart, I'll try it because I'm so sick of, yeah, just bumping up against that same old story of clients don't appreciate us. We don't get good budgets. They're always changing the scope at the last minute, whatever the thing might be. So it's that we've kind of tried it all and we're, we're, we're either going to give up or we're going to just t- t- try something totally new. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So there, some of that is it's like desperation for some. Others is um, uh, recognizing the opportunities or the success in someone else and wanting to repeat it for themselves. Um, or lastly, there is like this kind of stroke of genius moment, isn't there, where people just hear something it resonates and then they know it's the truth and we'll go through with it um i always find it interesting because i think that every one of us is going to fall within one of those categories right um the resistance category and one of the three or four failures that have put us there or the success category and what develops that hunger how do we recognize the opportunity and how we jump into it um and i'm gonna ask, so i'm gonna ask the last kind of important question you've i know you've done it now you know, 13 times plus we'll say another four times that in your own life uh, because of the other types of little jumpstart programs and, and seminars and webinars that you've done. How do you have such confidence that this is the right answer? What, you know, what did you go through as a process to say, Oh, totally. This is it. This is what I'm going to keep on preaching every time. I get into a situation. I can't um, get into a situation where someone will listen to me because I know this will get the biggest results. Oh, that's such an interesting question. Um, I think <laughs> it was, you remember years, Tim, like I would say, first of all, I don't have complete confidence. Every time I go through the process with people, I have this moment of surprise when somebody says, oh my gosh, this made such a huge impact. It's like transformation and big results. And I almost say, Oh my God, I'm so glad to hear that because sometimes I, I just wonder, is this the thing I keep on teaching and hoping it works? And it does. But I would say the genesis of it was, do you remember those years when you and I started working together and I was having conversations with up and coming studios, these emerging studios, and they kept asking me a lot of the same questions and I would give them the answers as fast as I could, right? Over coffee, over dinner, whatever. And they couldn't catch it. Because I would catch up with them a few months later and I would say, hey, did you follow through on those five things we talked about? And they would say, um, what were the five things again? 
And that was that moment when I realized if I've got to figure out a structured way to teach a lot of these things. And so I went back in my memory banks and I said, you know, in year seven, when everything shifted for me and year eight, my business really started to, to, you know, kick it into gear. What, what, what did I really do? And, and I, I, I just went back and remembered some of the big ideas and big concepts that I said, this is really what the next level studios, the owner, those owners are doing that I wasn't doing for those first seven years. And then I said, well, how could I teach this idea and then build on it for the next idea and build on it for the next idea? And it turned into a six week thing and I lived it. Yeah. Do you think that's why you do that, you know, guarantee like you basically when someone signs up for jumpstart they don't pay right away they actually get to go through the genius module make sure they understand what the next two weeks are going to look like and how the teaching is going to be there before you actually um, process the payment so that you that you, they know hey there's a guarantee and you have to have confidence that what you know that this process will work for you um but do you also think it's the genuine nature that you just expressed of like you know, to be honest, you've studied it, you've learned it, you, you have ultimate results, but you also know that you're just as curious as everyone else. If this isn't working, you want to also know the new answer so you can give it to them. And that guarantee allows you to be genuine in the process and that people know they're on the winning side if they know it's going to work for them. All, all I know is that if I am not helping somebody achieve a transformation in their business, then what are we doing, right? I don't, I don't care about the fees. I just care about is somebody having an experience and having a breakthrough that's going to produce a business result for them, right? And help them ultimately like live their best life even. So for me, I'm, I'm always happy to be like, look, if this isn't a good fit for you, try it for the first module, go through this experience, meet your peers, let's start this process. And if it's not a fit for you, hey, no problem. That's fine. We're happy to have you continue forward in the community. And there might be other resources that are a help for you or just being in this with your peers, whatever that is. It's ultimately like what is going to help you and move you forward. And I'm totally comfortable with anyone who says, hey, this isn't a fit for me. I mean, I've had one, one studio that didn't get results from this out of about 200. And then I had one person who had to drop out and said, Hey, this isn't, this isn't right for me. So out of that 198, I, or however the number is, I think is, uh, you know, speaks for itself. Religion. Yeah. I think it's what I appreciate you doing the genius module as the starter, because even if someone to walk away, you know, you're following through with that, that vision we have, the purpose that we have a red thing help people thrive in their business and in their life and in their career. And if we say, let's start with your genius, would that help you thrive in your business? Totally. Would it help you thrive in your life? Oh, I, that's what I do. I want to practice my genius all the time. It's the thing I've been waiting for. So like, well, then don't, wouldn't that also be with your, the longevity of your career, regardless if you're working for yourself or for a different company or um, have to pivot later on? Absolutely. Like, cool. Take this, take this module for free. <laughs> just take it please because you will thrive after understanding that 
Well, yeah. And I'll say this. First of all, I will tell anyone listening that this concept of genius, I've seen it and I believe that still that if you can identify your genius and focus on it, right, consistently with time and energy for five years, maybe 10, you're going to be a recognized leader in your industry. You will be. The other thing I would say is there is surprisingly the genius module is one of those concepts that people are like, okay, I guess this is interesting, right? But when do we start talking about sales? And when do we start talking about pricing? And but people later come back after they've been through the process. And I've had people say that first module was the most important because that's the one I come back to over and over and over again, because the more I focus on what I'm best at, what produces big results, gives me energy. That's what really that's that's the source of energy for your entire career and therefore your business and therefore even your life so yeah if people can learn that one and that's that's all they get i'm like awesome go go you do you (laughs) absolutely yeah and there's the there's the recognition that the genius itself becomes a thing that distinguishes you from the rest of the crowd and that's why you're the expert you get to express that one purpose that you've been called to express and uh, depend on and exercise in this world. What a brilliant, brilliant life and career you can you can have that way. So it really, uh, you know, again, you know, I, I just press the button and we can do eight and a half more hours of this. I promise you, because we've seen the testimony of one one agency after the other doing something like this and coming out on the other side writing us the thank you notes, which is what you and I say we live for the thank you notes. Because the thank you note means that someone has gone through a transformation and they know that this thing that they've learned is the pivot for them in their, in their career. Um, and we love that. It's, it's what we focus on. It's why we write. It's why we do things. It's why we do weekly briefing. So Absolutely. I'm thankful for you. Um, I'm so glad that you have it coming up. Um, Jumpstart coming up. I'm actually excited about seeing you in New York because I think there's opportunity to be doing the Jumpstart Summit first time live face to face, and it's only two weeks from now. Or it's only two weeks from now, Joel. That's it's coming up soon. Yeah, I should also mention. Uh, well, um, so I think it's the 27th, um, June 27th. We're also going to do a three a day, which is what if you haven't done that with us before. It's where Joel and I park ourselves somewhere in New York City, and you can come. Write to us, answer us, ask any question you want to. We basically just hammer meeting after meeting in the same place all day long. So if you're in the New York area, you want to see us face to face, buy us a coffee, drink coffee with us, ask us questions, yell at us. We don't care. And we'll give you the half hour of our life or 45 minutes of our life um, and process with you. So those two great events are coming up um, after NFT NYC. So excited to be part of that. And if I know you, Tim, you're going to have your laptop handy and you're going to be building spreadsheets for people on the fly. I'll see you in New York soon and everybody else. um, I'll see you in the community. And for those of you enrolling in Jumpstart, super excited to see you for the kickoff. And until next time, thanks everyone.